Good evening, primetime partiers. It's primetime party time. Welcome back to our hour of all things media and entertainment, live on the air at 9 p.m. at ptptshow.com and on your time, wherever you stream podcasts. Tonight, we're going to get into a show that everyone loves, but we're not exactly the biggest fans or patrons of. He lives in a pineapple under the sea, and he's just not exactly for me. Yeah, that's right. We are getting into Spongebob, which for our particular generation was kind of like the gem of Nickelodeon. And most people are gigantic fans of this cartoon, but uh, your hosts are maybe not as beloved as the majority on this one. So we got some voices from our local community to weigh in on Spongebob and how much they really want to go to bat for or slum a little bit against. But hey, Daniel, how's your week? Hey, Tracy, and hello, Sean, uh, our oh, guest yes. star today. Uh, so we don't hello. end up thank, beating... Thank you for having me. Of course, yeah. <laughs> we don't want to end up uh, beating up on SpongeBob alone, and, and we've no. had this kind of conversation off air. Uh, <laughs> you've got quite an affinity towards the show. Uh, obviously, we'll get into... Growing up with the show and 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 what it meant to not, um, and it, yeah, it's 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 great to have you. We've had you in the chat since like what day one. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's yeah, it's really cool to have you on the show now. Uh, with that said, uh, we do what we always do here. Let's start with a toast and a roast on the week, Tracy. Toast and a roast. My toast kind of feeds into my roast, but toast is. Beagle of the show, Chibi, is feeling much better. She had a little bit of a medical scare last week, but um, just a nice little case of eating too many different foods. So I definitely got roasted by my vet for a little bit for giving her sautéed kale, which I thought was fine. And she was like, um, yeah, no. <laughs> And also that everyone else gave her food, too. My dad used to throw Fruit Loops and Pringles at her. And, uh, yeah, this is not a vet advice show, So, but I will tell you, yeah, it's not exactly on the food for dogs list. <laughs> Probably doesn't need to be said, but I guess my previous dogs were just straight garbage disposals really stomachs of steel like they stole the christmas chocolates the first two years of their lives and they just kind of ran around like it was not really an issue oh like wow kind of yeah you know that was concerning <laughs> but they would just be like man we love those seized candies hate that you guys put them on the higher shelves now um but yeah that that's matoshi's feeling a lot better and i also had to got to see my my college best friends this past weekend my ladies for the first time especially one that uh is on the east coast normally and she was able to pop in so that was really nice everybody is vaxxed up of course we're not some super spreader uh social group so yeah 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 at least not in that way um and the roast which does go with my toast because we're very happy that Chibs is on the on the mend. However, I will say one way to really just like derail your workday is having your dog vomit multiple times on your shag carpet rug and being like, 
what do I do? And then you're like, I'll just throw this in the shower, I guess. I guess that's what I do. And then put it on the balcony. I guess I guess what I do. But really all of the pings go to white noise when you realize there is just this like it's almost like that trash pit in Star Wars. And you're like, my house is becoming this. I really have to just switch gears completely so yeah if you're somebody who really is uh maybe too glued to your notifications um that is something that will unglue <laughs> for a little bit uh maybe not the best way but you will you will unplug because there are consequences to not so yeah that is my toast <laughs> for this week but mostly a, a toast too First doggy health scare done and gone. Chibi's all Chibi's all better now. So. <laughs> be yes, should be mentioned that our our special guest of the day is the special person of my life. So Sean, so he is also a owner of Chibi. So yes, he's he is aware of her situation. Yes, I was aware greatly. <laughs> so hence why he's been a number one fan since day one. Daniel, what are your toasts and roasts for this week? Okay, so um, have either of you two ever watched the series Columbo? No. I've heard of it. What's it, what's it about? It's, it's the show that ran from, I want to say, the 70s through like 2003 and uh, didn't produce a whole lot of episodes on its back half, but it's like this like old school series of this bumbling detective whose shtick is that he's essentially just so... Uh, obtrusive and persistent in an annoying way that he's able to solve all of his cases by basically just being really annoying uh, and sticking it out long enough. Uh, I watched recently uh, this episode called Columbo Goes to College, and this was originally going to be a, a roast because while the series is is, is a ton of fun uh, and Columbo is a great character played by Peter Falk, uh, I was I got into the episode late and I was like, oh, the, like this rich kid like villain who 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 plays the murderer his his motivation is basically oh we could um and i'm not seeing the first half of the episode when he murders his professor spoiler alerts for this one colombo episode that came out in 1990 uh i was just like wait a minute like we we, we don't get away with the, that kind of loose motivation on television uh but no I, I went back and i looked it up and uh it turns out you know that it was it was this professor keeping uh, keeping this you know rich on top of the world kid down um, and, so, and so that that kind of did kind of contribute to it. Uh, it was a really fun uh, episode. It, it was really nice to see it like remastered in like a, a, a sweet like, you know, quality. Um, and, and yeah, Columbo. It's, it's this like odd old old series, uh, which most I don't know much about, uh, but this one was fun. No, I've heard of it, but this is interesting. Yeah, it's a fun time. Yeah. Uh, this is one of those weeks where I don't really have much of a roast. Uh, I'll get into in a bit uh, something that I've wanted to roast my entire life. Uh, but yeah, Sean, did you have anything that you wanted to toast or roast to this week? Uh, I guess I'll toast and roast. So I'll toast the topic we're going to be talking about. Toast <laughs> SpongeBob. It's the best. I grew up on it. <laughs> Getting it early. And, uh, you know, it's close, it's close to my heart. There's some connections there um, that we can get into. Um, and then... For my roast, I'm going to roast um, a cartoon that I don't like that I think tries to do what SpongeBob does, but I think SpongeBob does it in a much more tasteful way is uh, 
Ren and Stimpy. Like I do not like Ren and Stimpy. Oh, okay. okay. I feel like I feel like they're both immature, but SpongeBob just does it way better, in my opinion, than like Ren and Stimpy. So my mm-hmm. roast is uh, a cartoon that you could maybe consider similar, but that I don't like. So Ren and Stimpy. That's good. That's my roast. You know, for the first time, um, doing primetime party time, I have just realized Ren and Stimpy and Pinky and the Brain from Animaniacs are, are different shows. Yeah, really? and I love <laughs> I Pinky really and the Brain that. so much, and I really am not, I do not care for Ren and Stimpy. For Ren and Stimpy. So, I know, guess I like Pinky and the Brain more, I but, um, the brain. but I think I would easily take SpongeBob over Pinky and the Brain and Ren and Stimpy. All right, just, that's yeah. You know what? Let's just start off with those fighting words, right. like, right after the break. We're yeah. going gonna to get right into it, so... SpongeBob. So, SpongeBob, let's get into this whole background. Let's rewind it just a little bit. So, um, SpongeBob is an animated series, if in case you have not seen it before, which I think this episode is a good example of, regardless of how you feel about SpongeBob, you have seen this show. It's very hard to escape. <laughs> the series creator is and are Steven Hillenberg, Tim Hill, and Nick Jennings. The series description, which you know what? As much as I am not the biggest proponent of the show, I will give the copywriters for this a little bit of a thumbs up. But the description is the official Nickelodeon website logline is the Are You Ready Kids? I, I, Captain, don't miss the jellyfishing, bubble blowing, squid work, irking adventures of SpongeBob and Patrick. So as the cast goes, we have SpongeBob SquarePants, played by Tom Kenny, or voiced by, we should say, Patrick Starr, voiced by Bill Fagerbach, Squidward Tentacles, by Roger Bumpass, Mr. Krabs, by Clancy Brown, Plankton, by Mr. Lawrence, Sandy Cheeks, by Carolyn Lawrence. It aired starting from May 1st, 1999, and to present and the season and episode run currently airing its 13th season over or more than 277 episodes in total with a couple movies and apparently a musical as well i will say as someone who didn't enjoy the show as much i think i did enjoy the movie a little bit more the network of course was nickelodeon And as of mid-2021 episode recording, the first six seasons are available with a Prime Video subscription. We say this because sometimes as we do these film reviews, shows kind of switch platforms based on licensing and media companies. So as of this time, get it on Prime. But we'll, we'll check back on that later. So, Daniel... You want to tell us your history about it and then uh, I can share a little bit because I'm sure mine will be on the same page of it and then we can just really open it up to to Sean who will <laughs> we'll go into some more of the pros on that one. I'll be locked, I'll be locked and loaded. So. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, this was a series I never let myself like. Um, 
I, I like very much was against it as a kid. And I don't know if there was any parental influence on that. Uh, I was just like, I, I did not like this show. I didn't, I remember not liking anything about it. I remember distinctly trying to get away from it when it was on TV uh, by any means necessary, which in the early thousands was a very difficult thing to do. It was very difficult. Everybody loved SpongeBob. Like you, you couldn't, oh yeah? Uh, it's, it's the most popular show on Nick. Like it was everywhere on Nickelodeon. Like it was always on, I remember. <laughs> yeah, that's why I deterred a bit from Nick as a kid probably. Uh, and didn't end up there or back there until quite later. I just like I yeah that that makes sense that that's why I couldn't get away from this show as hard as I tried uh yeah so I I did not like SpongeBob um as, as catchy as the theme was when I heard that I was out of the room um and that's my history Tracy does that have anything to do with your history you know it's both similar because I know on my own, I didn't like it a lot. I have a feeling some of it has to do with the visuals because I'm not a huge fan of the animation because the faces are kind of like, in my opinion, a little icky. And like I was used to watching like anime where the faces are very cute or kind of like if unless it and when it's more of like a superhero show, they're like they're still kind of more like aesthetic, like they look attractive. And the SpongeBob people are kind of like really like it's just kind of like a goofier like animation style which obviously works it's on for many seasons but it didn't super do it for me i will say that kind of the immature and i'll i'll be biased here low bar humor for my opinion um was not definitely not a fan for the parentals so uh they were also like yeah we don't really want this on and I'll say the same that other than I think like the Amanda show, I didn't really watch like the kids shows on Nickelodeon much at all because it was very dominated by SpongeBob. And I was much more of a Cartoon Network person. I pretty much mostly watched that. And then kind of that like primetime block of Disney shows of like even Stevens and Lizzie McGuire. And Nickelodeon was always that thing where I'm like, I'll go on Nick at night and watch like old shows but not really their centrally produced shows. So that's that's my history, which I think is more more in tune <laughs> with yours, Daniel. So And Sean, and Sh- what Sean. were we missing out on? Um, so I am a I am three years older than you guys that might play. So and Prime SpongeBob are really is really the seasons one through three. There's like 13 seasons. Really, the seasons after seasons one through three aren't that good. Like, I mm, I actually haven't really. seen the current ones. Um, but my connection to it, and I was not a fan of it at first, but once I gave it a chance, and I think my connection to it is, so Steven Hillenberg, the guy who created it, he went to Humboldt, and he was a marine biologist in the Dana Point Harbor. Um and I remember I would go to the Data Board Harbor as a kid and like there would be a sponge there, there would be a squid there, there would be a starfish. And um, I just I just like the fact that you could tell like the guy who created it was into this goofy humor, but he also combined his interest in like being a marine biologist. So I think it was just kind of that's what I enjoyed. And then I think obviously it's low bar humor. 
but I think it falls in the category of low bar humor that's well done. Like, like Patrick, for example, like Patrick, he's just such, he's just such a good character. Like he's so stupid, but he's so like, he's so kind hearted at the same time. Or same, or same with like SpongeBob and like, he's a total square, like he's square pants. Like I think, uh, <laughs> I can't laugh. You know, it turns me over to the other side. No. <laughs> yeah. Like it's in the name. <laughs> he's a square with square pants and like, He's an adult acting like a kid, and I think, like, in some instances, that can lead to a lot of good, but then also leads to problems, which I think is shows in the, in the show. But that was just my experience with it. But, like, the reason I brought up, uh, like, Ren and Stimpy in my roast is I think there are, a lot of, there are a lot of cartoons I can think of that try to emulate or do what SpongeBob does, but they don't do it, and, and it is, like, annoying to watch. Right. Mm. Which I think like you were saying like, oh, like it was, a you know, you thought it was kind of annoying to watch at times. Absolutely. I mean, but that I, think was, SpongeBob, I think SpongeBob does a good, a good job of, uh, of doing it in like the right way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I could see that. Maybe I, it's, it's, uh, it, this, this is tough um it is tough it's tough i i i this is this is why i wanted i thought (laughs) see when we decided to have this talk i kind of thought it was like an easy like all right like i'm gonna revisit spongebob um and i'm gonna i'm gonna you know all these memories of like why i just stormed out of the room we're gonna come back um as, as soon as soon as i were to kind of revisit maybe watch something maybe hear tom kenny's voice whom i love the work of uh, clancy brown all of this entire cast is amazing uh and i just you know was never like it, it, there's there's all this kind of like oh like this character so what is what is it that turned you off by it that's maybe the shrillness of it maybe the uh maybe i don't you, okay Let's go through this journey, because um, yeah. I've gone through the journey of trying to find that out this week, and uh, I actually started by having this very conversation with, with a friend of mine, Mary, who I grew up with, and this is kind of what she had to say about um, Spongebob. Who isn't into Spongebob? <laughs> you, you don't remember? Kelsey and I used to quote it in the back seat when we carpooled to school. Yeah, I was not into that at all. I was like, oh, it's iPod day. <laughs> oh my gosh. What'd you like about it? It's just silly, you okay. know? Yes. Unfiltered silliness. Unfiltered I mean. silliness. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, even now, Kelsey turned 25 and I sent her a text message, you know, what's funnier than 24? 25. <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> See, like, kid me wants to roll my eyes, but I'm kind of smiling at that right now. I don't know. I don't... <laughs> Ridiculous. I mean, I mean, the other day too. Like, we were whatever we were making in the in the kitchen, and I was like, oh yeah, I need to put mayonnaise on the shopping list. I'm like, is mayonnaise an instrument? <laughs> you know, like, it just anything you do throughout the day, there's a reference for it. I think I. <sighs> I think that's fair, but that's fair. I still rolled my eyes. Uh, uh, I, Sean, do you quote SpongeBob? 
I can quote SpongeBob all day. You, you can quote SpongeBob all day. I That's what I can't. I can quote, quote Patrick all day. Like so. So one, I'll. This is the one reference I'll bring up. One where Patrick like was the best. So there's one where SpongeBob and Patrick they're like trying to navigate themselves somewhere, and they have a compass, and uh, they're supposed to go east, and, and Patrick goes east. I thought you said weast, like west. I've heard that one, and I have no response to it. I also don't have a response to it because context context is that, like, Sean will say this as I'm making, like, a wrong turn in the Google Maps directions. (laughs) Like, you're going, no, I meant to say go weast. And I'll be like, Sean, we're in the mountains. (laughs) (laughs) I need an east and west, a left and right. Not a reference from the show I don't like. (laughs) But um, yes, it can. We will give the fair point that you can use these references in everyday life. But like the is mayonnaise an instrument? That one almost makes me mad. <laughs> well, yeah. Another like, one where they uh... like, that's just teaching children incorrect things like. Uh... So what I think it is, is I think you had parents that probably inspired you don't listen to the podcast (laughs) yeah who told you like who didn't let you watch like that immature kind of stuff because it makes sense because when you see stuff like that you like act immature as a kid and maybe like yeah they would not have been into that they very much were like here watch some larry david make some jokes (laughs) yeah don't like talk like a baby or (laughs) yeah no which you know no, I could see why you don't want your kids to watch that, but like kids love that stuff. Like, I mean, or at least I did. Silly shows, but silly more like The Simpsons. Unless I, it, they're always. I think that yeah, there's there's definitely a family culture that comes into like the cartoons and stuff you like as a kid, and I think mine was always like the family culture is dark humor, so there had to be some darkness. <laughs> And whatever you were watching, and SpongeBob is, and it can be a pro and a con, a very lighthearted show. It's very warm. Yeah, I can't. Very warm tones, even visually, other than the water. I was just gonna (laughs) say, I really like the music too, like all the Hawaiian music, all the ukuleles. Like whenever I watch it, I just think of like uh, like Hawaiian shirts and like beach hats, and like I like all that stuff. It is supposed to kind of chill you out. And definitely does though i will say one of my like criticisms of this show in comparison to other shows that i liked of that time period if i'm thinking about like anime shows or even other cartoons is i i wasn't really like you know a lot of shows almost are like a siren that call you into its world and like the plot really hooks you in and i never thought like about the spongebob world being a place i wanted to learn more about or be in because it even though like it it was like i understand the creativity aspect because you know when you know the backstory of it being someone who worked at the harbor and they're like taking all these creatures and kind of making their workplace (laughs) into this kind of silly show and in a weird way he kind of was like this will be like a workplace comedy of mine that is extremely fantasized. And so it's like, it's a very daydream show 
and that and there's yeah. a, definitely a place for that I think for me though I like to get more into like a universe where there's more happening because this one was kind of like we're gonna take this like underwater world and make it really like the w- land world as well like they'll have be a burger shop people will take driving lessons and you know go to do kind of like very everyday things so which i think could be a hook for a lot of people like yeah exactly that's why i love that but for me i was like "Mm, if you're gonna make make a fictional world like we gotta go deep there needs to be like backstory there needs to be things that hook into each other like who's getting brainwashed i i don't get it (laughs) but that is more my taste Mm -hmm. so who else do we have to weigh in Right. I SpongeBob. So another person that I, I went to this week is when I say that I was trying to escape SpongeBob, um, and when you <laughs> say that it's such a light show, the, there is I had an aunt who would put it on all of the time. Uh whenever I was around. Yeah. And, and I visited this Q aunt often. Widened eyeballs. Yes. <laughs> and so I, I I saw my aunt Debbie this week. And I asked her why why SpongeBob? Why was why was she so into SpongeBob? She was into SpongeBob in the way that other kids in the on the playground were into SpongeBob. And this is what she had to say. It's for all ages because I am 65 and my little great niece is 10 and we both like square pads. It's for all Now all So following that I tried to reach out to her great niece, my 10-year-old cousin. Uh, she declined to comment for the show. But we did actually get um, something from the other side of, of SpongeBob, something more akin to uh, our growing up of it. This is uh, pretty much series regular, just the facts, weighing in with her thoughts on the matter. Hi, primetime party time. I heard about this week's episode topic. So my thoughts. SpongeBob is just okay. And I know that could be a bit unusual because I know SpongeBob has a lot of fans. I've seen the pinatas and all the lunchboxes and backpacks and the memes. So obviously a lot of people love SpongeBob and they get a lot out of it. But I didn't. I didn't always see what the hype was all about. Sometimes I thought SpongeBob was a bit extra. Why does Sandy the Squirrel live underwater? I'm not sure, but she does. And I will admit she seems to enjoy it. But I guess as long as you don't take that stuff too seriously, you can really like the show. So if I could, if I could add, I kind of liked how Sandy the Sandy the squirrel the whole dynamic was. I liked how it was she was a female character, and there wasn't really any like romantic aspect to it at all. Like, and they like the stuff they did was so weird. Like they play they'd play karate. Like they'd, uh, they're almost like like stunt buddies, like Sandy and uh, SpongeBob, and it was just such a like the dy- that dynamic like you don't really see in a lot of uh, cartoons. I'll give you that. I think it brings up a good point in uh, just the facts, in how she's kind of illuminating that if you're not someone who really is overthinking like points of the show 
that stuff won't bother you. I think because I think that's like the same thing I was getting into with like the universe of like you kind of go into the like, well, why is this person here and what are they doing with that? But like if you just kind of go like, no, like the whole point is they're having fun. Stupid. <laughs> you don't really you don't really need to like pay attention that much to those details. But if you get a lot of joy out of the details all coming together from like a writing perspective, then you are kind of frustrated. <laughs> You're like, you can't just drop things in and have them not lead up to something bigger later. But I think that is kind of part of this shows i mean if you're kind of gonna bat for the positive side like you're not you're kind of supposed to check out a little bit like and just mm -hmm. laugh and it's not as much of a thinking about these details i think for me though like that is still the thing of like i like the shows that create another world for me and this is still kind of in that same mindset Whoa. of it being kind of and i think you know, the overhype does play into stuff a lot because I think if you liked a lot of other cartoons that perhaps did not have the same hype, you were kind of like, why is this show so popular and other ones not? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. That, I, you, you might have just described why I could never get into it. I spent... Yeah so long as a kid like it's 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 funny because we've got uh, we're, we're pretty evenly matched with people on on either side of the fence tonight uh, but it wasn't like that pack you know no. like it you couldn't publicly hate like i i, I don't i, I, I never I, I did i kept it a secret you know i would, I would distract myself at my aunt's house uh, i always kind of thought that we'd all kind of come around to oh yes you know like spongebob yeah it was you know this quirky like little dumb thing we all liked um, and it never really came that way. History is written mm. with sweet, sweet victory, and SpongeBob SquarePants has now spanned generations. My 10-year-old cousin loves the show. I'm still buying Christmas presents based in SpongeBob. I feel like I, I don't even You're know. still investing in the franchise you're not necessarily <laughs> into. Yeah, now that I think about it, it was a cartoon, like, unlike a lot of the other cartoons, in that there really wasn't, like, a point to a lot of a lot of the things they did in it, you know, versus a, versus other cartoons you watch, like there are, there, you know, there's connection in what's going on, and SpongeBob is just, yeah, it was just completely random, but like that's just what I enjoyed. I just enjoyed relaxing and laughing at it and not not overthinking it. Well, and you know, a lot of sitcoms from earlier days are kind of like that too. It is supposed to kind of just be like a ha ha laugh track like you know the the season finales don't really say anything big about the show they're just supposed to be like enjoying each episode as a as like a little treat and they're not doing these like series long plot lines and other things like that and it definitely seems to more mirror that style instead of the kind of you know, even if you're looking at shows that aren't really that serious, but just take like a Powerpuff Girls where like they have a villain and they're like actively working towards different things in the season. I would but, take Bikini Bottom over Townsville, though. Would oh, you? Way better name than agree. Townsville. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I... Townsville is hilarious. Townsville's it's just like a, a not named Townsville. Townsville. Yeah, that's it's a lazy naming of towns. No, Townsville. it's supposed to be funny because it's like 
we're not even gonna name this we're gonna name it like two things it's kind of like that joke in uh mr deeds where the winona Ryder's character makes up the town name and she's like i'm in winchesterton fieldsville <laughs> it's just taking like a <laughs> bunch of that. really random <laughs> names that sound like they should exist so yeah i i am i like townsville i i like powerpuff girls or even like dexter's laboratory like there were things that they kind of actively worked towards even if they didn't have like big big plots i yeah. just they had more drive so i think like for me too that was like the thing about spongebob i was like what are they trying to do and really like they're just trying to enjoy life but i'm like i don't know if i'm that chill even as a child <laughs> That's kind of yeah. That's exactly where I was at. Um, we had a we had a comment in the uh, chat. Uh, Fen says a lot of the overhype killed SpongeBob for her as well. Um, this kind of gets me to a point where I want to bring in um something that was also provided for us as far as thoughts on SpongeBob that kind of harkened to a, a couple of Sean's points. Uh, this is from Carol in New York who uh, kind of messaged us in. She's not a traditional fan of the show, but she's found some love for SpongeBob in other mediums. My name is Carol. I have never watched actual SpongeBob. I've just seen the musical two times. So I don't really know anything about what the actual plot of the cartoon is, but I'm going to hope slash surmise it's pretty close to the musical because that's what I'm going to be talking off of. As I said, I never watched the cartoon, so there's a couple things I'm not totally clear on. Like for example, SpongeBob dresses like an adult and has a job but it's definitely very it's childlike and a little naive. And I mean, I think that's part of the appeal of the show is that it's all very childlike and simple and wondrous um, and innocent for the most part. Like Patrick and SpongeBob are probably two of the most naive, innocent people in this entire town. I think I understand why people like the show. I mean, I think I'd find it hard to understand why you wouldn't like the show. I, I could get how you could be ambivalent about it, but how do you dislike just the simple children's show? It's sort of like, it's not really trying to take a hard tack or a hard theme like The Simpsons might be or like, you know, South Park was. It's just a children's show about two male friends, which is also pretty rare to see, who are best friends forever. You know, they're dealing with the daily ins and outs of life. They have some like semi-annoying nemeses like Squidward and they have like some bigger enemies like plankton but other than that you know it's pretty simple and naive and i think that's part of the joy of it but it doesn't feel like there's enough there to actively dislike it unless you just really hate quirky things or something like that i could see how you could hate what the internet has done with it because spongebob has become a ton of memes but i feel like that's a little separate and it's true that's 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 where i feel like i can't uh, i'm surprised i can't escape it spongebob's like the most memed show like it, it's it been is. memed way and before the office was even on people's radars for the for the meme world or whatever. It's another oh. thing that upsets me because I'll like really want a meme from a show I liked and it's not popular enough to be memed. But then they'll be like every scene from SpongeBob has its own meme. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, there rage. when, um, there were also, I remember there were, when uh, Steven Hillenberg passed away, the creator, I saw some SpongeBob memes that I thought were like, were pretty well done. Well, that's oh, nice. Hit us with In the a pathos. commemorative way. Yeah. That is yeah. Nice. I thought there were some good commemorative memes. That is nice. 
But I, like, don't make us feel bad for <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, not the I'm bringing I saw. it to that direction. This is not. This is not to uh, uh you know disrespect someone's memory. This is just to talk yeah. about SpongeBob. Absolutely not. <laughs> all right, all right. I will say, um, what Carol had to say about the series, and I disliked SpongeBob as a kid, so I don't, I, I don't feel like I fall this into disliking true. it as an adult. Not, I dislike the kid show as, as a adult. kid. Um. Yeah. And I felt that I owed it to everybody basically arguing in the opposite direction that I had to go watch an episode of SpongeBob. So which episodes have you seen? Well, overall, I've seen plenty throughout my life. Um, But the one that I watched today was the original first episode of the series ever aired. Uh, which actually was was far more of a like set up the world episode uh, and, and like bring SpongeBob into the universe of the show than I figured it would be. It, would, it created all the status quo. It's actually like a first episode. He meets Sandy. He gets his job at the Krabby Patty. It was interesting how much of an introduction it was. Yeah, there's. Um, was that the one where he uh, he like goes to see Sandy and he can't and there's no water and That's- he like. It's exactly the one. Hydrated and <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Patrick's that's a, that's trying to tell him to stick it out. See, you're like you're in, <laughs> you're laughing. Did you enjoy it or? So I did, and here's the thing. I want to get back to uh, Carol because Carol speaks on some things that she noticed about the musical that I feel like mm-hmm. were paralleled in this first episode. So here's what she had to say about her experience watching the musical. I think a lot of the appeal of SpongeBob being turned into a musical is that it's about breaking past the limitations that other people place on you or that you might place on yourself. People don't want to believe Sandy Squirrel because she's a land mammal, but she's a scientist and smarter than all of them. The main one, of course, is that um, SpongeBob is told that he's just a simple sponge and so he can't be manager. Kind of the same way that he always seems to have ambitions in the show, but he never quite seems to achieve them, is my sense of it. Squidward in this, you know, he's, I think, a much more annoying character in the cartoon, but in this, he's insufferable, but he's basically like insecurity personified. He has a song called I'm Not a Loser, and it goes into like multiple double negatives of why he doesn't want to be as down as people tell him he should be. So there's so much of this that like appeals really to Broadway, that appeals really, I think, to people of all ages. And that's what I saw in this episode. I saw actual themes. I saw SpongeBob's overall attitude towards life meaning something. And like that. So that is definitely something I, I like about SpongeBob is so Squidward is like this curmudgeon who's always negative and their lives are very similar in a lot of ways. Like they're both fry cooks. They both work at the Krusty Krab and, you know, S- S- SpongeBob just like totally embraces life and is positive and he's funny and he enjoys, he enjoys Patrick and Sandy. And I think it's just kind of like, it's a representation about what your outlook can be. Like you could be Squidward, you could be this negative Nancy, you know, not enjoy your job, not enjoy your situation, or you could be SpongeBob and just enjoy life. Exactly. Yeah. And so SpongeBob fumbles through getting a job at the Krabby Patty all while his biggest, like the biggest obstacle in his way isn't all of the like mischief happening. That's like basically like throwing the Krabby Patty out of whack. Right. Um, it's Squidward trying to convince Mr. Krabs that SpongeBob shouldn't work there. Yeah. yeah. I do wonder 
if you didn't like this as a kid because you were more into like un like fantastical kind of like unrealistic things if this show would appeal to you more as an adult in the workplace <laughs> some of that <laughs> does seem like themes of just you know if you're kind of just like getting started somewhere and you don't really know what you're doing you could kind of like have some more kinship to the character who's like I'm just trying and then there's like the curmudgeon of like the squidward who's been there for a while that's like ah, you just keep making mistakes and it's kind of that thing of eventually he figures himself out but he didn't let all of those things get him down in the way that like the squidward character would and I will give the positive note that like you can't find a ton of shows like Carol said that are promoting like two guys having a friendship and there's that but also kind of being more soft characters that talk about a lot of their feelings and are very kind of like emotionally open I think that yes. is something that they do on that show that I will give them I will give them the thumbs up on it's not one where it's only kind of being like a action show where it's like a lot of violent portrayal or being like machismo this is one where it's like you could you know always hang out with your buddies and talk about your life and you know be silly and goofy and dance around together you don't always have to be you know the tough dude so I think there there's some tropes there that they kind of just make everyone like a very like neutral character and that's kind of nice too of just kind of not playing into so many like kind of societal things and that's kind of also what she's talking about like the sandy as coming in as the outsider which is mm -hmm. you do wonder why she's in like the astronaut suit <laughs> for being underwater like they have scuba gear but i guess at least she stays dry that way but i think those are the th the notes where like the details of even as a kid i was like i just don't get though why the squirrel is like this why are they doing that but yeah i think there are some there is definitely some light and good themes about it not taking itself too seriously and trying to kind of push that theme out there and if you're arriving as like the underdog that you know you can just not let the other people get to you I think that's kind of a nice that's a nice note I mean I think for me I can't be converted on the writing yeah I, it's just it's just not for me right it's more it's more cartoon driven I would say than the writing like if I feel like it's definitely like um I would consider like the people on SpongeBob, whether you like the, whether you like it or not, it's very cartoon driven versus like, uh, like South Park, for example, like those guys aren't cartoonists and it's more about the story. Mm, and but, mm, but I don't feel like the animation of SpongeBob really progressed as the show went on. So I, I agree with I, that. I enjoy the animation. Okay, but I, it, it, I guess the animation wasn't for me, so it's hard for me to go like, were the visuals the bigger part of this show? But like, I do know what you mean by that, where it's like the South Park creators are really like putting 110% into the writing, and the SpongeBob creators are probably doing more of like a, you know, 
a different kind of split of how much they put into animation and how much they put into writing. I'm sure they still put a lot into writing. It's just like not writing that really like even like some of the punchlines that are on memes, like they really just don't make me laugh. But I'm they bring so much humor and joy to other people that I know it's 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 that thing where it's like it lands with others. But yeah, I I think it's just the it's interesting that one of the recordings is talking about quirky because I'm like, I love a lot of quirky shows. Like I really like Bob's Burgers, very quirky, like New Girl. Yeah. That is stuff that I really like, but this is the one maybe just kind of the odd one out that is like not the quirk of my choice. And I wonder what that is. Yeah. I mean, there's there's this this kind of like it, it it's looking at it quirky now and looking at it quirky then are two different things, right? That's very true. I can't argue with uh, a lot of like the emotional core here of what Sean's been talking about, of what Carol's talked about. Yeah. Um, those kind of things, like those characters, those themes, those journey, like the, the, I have to love all that stuff. And yes, yeah. I remember the day at my first retail job where I was stacking little gummy Krabby Patties. And I was like, oh my God, stacking little gummy Krabby Patties. But... I just, I, I, I think I'm with you, Tracy. I think that it's like, there was something early on for me with that kind of like, the, how it was all presented, where, yeah, maybe it is just like the tone or even the volume or, or something where I was just kind of like, wait a minute, like what's going on here? Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's like every time I look at it, like, yeah, SpongeBob's attitude is, is something kind of to admire. Um, And, and it is kind of fun that he, he's dressed all preppy and yet at the same time, you know, he's so childish. And, you know, I noticed today, uh, the, like, oh, my God, like, Patrick's just, like, bumming it in, you know, board shorts, and that's kind of hilarious, too. And, you know, Plankton yeah. versus Mr. Krabs, like, business rivalry is hilarious. And and they're both tri driven by this, like, greed, right? Or, or Plankton seems to be driven by the most dark things yeah. in the show. It's All that stuff's fun. It's weird thinking about this show in an adult context of, like, the people who aren't taking themselves too seriously versus the people who take themselves too seriously and the like, yeah, the, the, the smallest organism of the ocean being the most evil. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. The one that can be eaten by everything is just like this, you know, evil genius mastermind, but doesn't really ever <laughs> get up to anything or yeah, that Mr. Krabs kind of looks like, you know, similar to like Sebastian in The Little Mermaid, but he's just like also very like kind of like stout. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I've and, always like, thought he was like so that, yeah. stressed out. So I feel like there's like interesting things you'll notice as an adult looking at this as these themes of like kind of like narcissism and almost like, you know, with SpongeBob, you kind of, and Patrick, you definitely get the idea that they're not overly ambitious in their everyday, but they're also because of that, they're not being let down all the time. And yeah. it's interesting to think about the writers and what their, what their mindset must've been about that of like showing kind of people who don't feel like they need to always be like 
getting the most out of everything and they're just like happy with what they have like in a way if you were to really overanalyze it and this is probably a stretch <laughs> it's like not in that very capitalistic mindset like they're very kind of yes. like ones that are just like we just want to like have fun we don't really care about moving up any sort of ladder we just want to like live in our little you know houses that are right next to each other and go have you know shenanigans and watch tv at each other's houses whereas like the other characters on the show are trying to do those things and are very unhappy <laughs> right. so like you look like the squidward character is just like wanting to do you know kind of is the more ambitious character but he's always upset because he's not really ever moving up or not or mr Krabs. Or mr Krabs, he's the manager he's the boss and he's never happy and you're kind of looking at this on what kind of message are they wanting to send <laughs> like kind of like being in charge and being on the top does not equate happiness which you know is, there's some truth in there too but yeah i also can see that if you're if you're looking at like the creators and stuff and like you know maybe they're also grew up in the dana point very surfery area kind of yeah. trying to be more like chill being and you know seeing also the kind of contrast of being in an area that's like really like financially driven where there are the people who are quite the opposite and having that kind of culture clash in your community and wanting to create that in a show <laughs> is also yeah. kind of an interesting thing you notice that you would not notice as a kid because you don't know yeah any of those things <laughs> you're not like are these characters really falling into <laughs> the everyday societal construct yeah, yeah. of how they are driven by finance <laughs> No. <laughs> it's it's hilarious because that's more of a conversation than I ever thought I'd have in my life about SpongeBob. About SpongeBob. But if Sean were to, to just rapid fire his favorite quotes at us, I'd still sit there straight face. Uh, maybe maybe not. I don't know. He okay. Seems like there's if such you, an the salty spittoon. The salty spittoon episode. It's prime. I bet I could pick out five episodes that you guys would really like because there's a lot. I'd love you to. I, yeah. I, I I will accept that so, challenge. We'll accept the challenge. But if you have some quotes, what are some like? Uh, so my favorite one, my favorite quote from SpongeBob is when he wants to go into the salty spittoon, and then they're like, "Oh, I think you belong over there." And it's a it's a place called Weenie Hut Juniors, <laughs> and and basically he go he first he uh, he like breaks his knuckles so he starts crying and then he goes into weenie hut juniors and there's all these like nerdy guys <laughs> in weenie hut juniors and uh he's just kind of embarrassed to be in there um but that's that's a good episode interesting because it's almost kind of playing into the <laughs> like bigger themes of like why was he kicked out of one and then put in the place with all of yeah. the other dorks it almost seems like it's supposed to be like the kind of like click mindset yeah and then uh, there's also super weenie hut juniors so <laughs> the only reason i'm smiling is because like it's your affinity towards it's so contagious but i'm sitting yeah I'm, I'm, i'm just like like the way they animate weenie hut juniors i like love the animation for how it looks in weenie hut juniors okay and how the southeast <laughs> platoon looks like that those would be quirky examples of where Describe. i really like the so weenie hut juniors 
it's just like a little so it's like a cupcake it's like a little cupcake building and then it has a weenie on it with a uh you know those like hats with the little helicopter on them yeah. and then it's just like a weenie just just like oh. waving his hand and that is, that is funny. and then there's super weenie hut juniors and it has like bunnies and like uh hearts and rainbows and what does the salty spittoon have? And then the salty spittoon, it's basically just like this beat down building that all the tough guys go into. And SpongeBob so is it can't get like, in. Is it supposed to be like bars, kind of? It could be. It could be seen as a bar. Like it's that supposed to be like a dive bar, and then these other it's bars maybe a dive bar like or approachable bars, I guess. I don't know. Are maybe like that cups? maybe that he, that he's a kid and he can't get into the bar and he has uh, to go to like the ice cream parlor or something. Yeah. I don't know, but I just think like when I hear SpongeBob say Weenie Hut Juniors and it shows Weenie Hut Juniors and like when he goes in, like it's just really funny to me. There is this a little bit like I feel like a lot of people who love this show, it's interesting because like for Daniel and I we were immediately put off for somewhat of a thing we can't exactly put our finger on. It also seems to be the opposite for people who love this show. They can't exactly put their finger on like, this is the thing that really sold me on it. They were just kind of pulled in and mesmerized by it. So it is an interesting thing that this show kind of has this force. (sighs) You're either like like, sucked in or you're immediately running away from it. There's also like this other scene where Plankton has like two ice cream cones and he's crying and SpongeBob's like, Plankton, why are you crying? And Plankton's like, oh, I have these two ice cream cones, but I only need one. (laughs) And uh, SpongeBob's like, wait, I'll eat those ice cream cones for you. And like, I don't know, like that sounds so boring when I explain it, but just the way... The way they do it is just really funny to me. I've seen that I scene. Are... And I liked your description. <laughs> it's so funny because it's like, like when you describe it, you love it. And I, I, I just, like yeah. take that and I smile. He's just so that. excited to get two ice cream cones. And <laughs> I don't know. It's so base. It's like so base. It's a lot like, of the little it, things. Yeah. 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 I, I love that. It's either it, it, it has something and, and you've either always just kind of like had it with it. Or you just like don't speak the language of SpongeBob, maybe. I, I, yeah, yeah, it's definitely one of those like you'll like. I could see myself watching a, a SpongeBob, a SpongeBob, SpongeBob episode with you guys, and there would be all these scenes like the two ice cream cones, where I'd be like, "Oh, that's so funny," and then I'd like look over, and you guys would just probably just be like blank stare, <laughs> and, I'd like, crack, and I'd be like cracking up. I don't know though, because if you were enjoying it so much, I would probably feel like happy that you're just loving Gosh, television so much <laughs> yeah. i feel like that would bring me joy in a way that i don't know if i would i think but the other thing is if you told me to watch it on my own i probably wouldn't do it i'll be honest i don't know yeah. if I, would. I i would i would but i wouldn't be really excited to do it but if i watched it with you i'd be like oh, i could watch it with someone who really likes it and see what's the thing that you know, really sparks the, ah, this yeah, is, ah, that is great. I can think of like, yeah, I can think of so many scenes like that. Like there's one where uh, they're really into this conch, like this shell. 
and uh, they always scream about like the magic conch. And uh, it's yeah. very Lord of the Flies of uh, them. Yeah. I say so. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to. We'll have. I'll, I'll pick some episodes we can watch. Maybe. Yeah, we'll follow up with that. I I think we deserve some homework on that. I won't like just roast something. It. I feel like me explaining it like doesn't do it justice. I think it does. I think a lot of what you're saying is echoing what a lot of the other people who've chimed in have said too. Like there's just these kind of like very sweet moments that yeah. people really liked. I have to say, like, I think I'm someone where the, if the show has too many sweet moments, I drift away a lot of times like that. <laughs> I'll they're, be not like, even, uh, they're not even sweet moments. Cause like, there are so many cartoons I can think of that like get me emotional, you know? And but, like, no. especially if it's like a cartoon about like childhood but it doesn't really happen like i don't get like emotional watching not emotional pleasant. But, yeah but that's what i mean like it's very positive like there's mm-hmm. not a lot of and the negativity is really like negatively portrayed if in a way whereas like yeah. i think like for me i like shows that are like kind of a mix so when it's like too po- like I will watch drama sometimes that kind of like, you know, more skew towards the negative side. But then like I also really like comedy, but I like ones that kind of have a dark and light balance. I think for me, SpongeBob is like, you know, driving on the freeway after daylight savings right before sunset and you're just blinded like that mm-hmm. is it's that positive and i am more just like i I can't say i am not i have even as like a seven-year-old i think i would watch it and go just like well this isn't this isn't how i feel (laughs) (laughs) i i do i am not always this stumped Uh, on life which you know take that or leave that it would be good to be as stoked on life but i think that's the other thing too you don't get a large range of emotions from these characters like it is very like i mean they're very happy and they do have like these touchy feely moments but i don't think you really see like this the large range of it's like, pretty one side it's pretty one-sided show. yeah and i think like even if i think of shows i really liked as a kid they did kind of go through the whole spectrum or have like commentary on that. Cause that's like sailor moon is very goofy as well, but like they had a lot of like, you know, this person's the, this character has like all of these, like this one's a crybaby sometimes and the other people kind of call them out on it. But there's like, yeah, there's never kind of like that kind of like dialogue or rapport. It was a little bit more. Yeah. Silly very very silly and i think i like heartwarming short heartwarming shows kind of like Shit's creek where like there's still like this kind of like edgy humor even though it's a very sweet show with lots of sweet moments it's and also the writing on it is like but that's that's a that's to be saved for an episode in the future but uh yeah that's like i think that's for me like if it's gonna be a really sweet show it also has to have like 
kind of the peaks and valleys of how they get to those points and yeah. for them for these like kind of stayed i don't want to say like one dimensional but like it is more in one space it is like, pretty one dimensional like a character is either a positive character or a negative character you're either a squidward True. or a spongebob like they don't get to be both and i think for yeah. me like, i prefer shows where the characters get to be happy-go-lucky sometimes, negative other times, and kind of have that growth. Whereas, like, I would make this claim without watching the show that if you put on the 13th season, you're not seeing a lot of character change from the first season. And someone in the chat can correct me if I'm wrong, because I could be very wrong. But, and maybe some people like that consistency. Like, it's comforting to see something that uh, just like it is what it's telling you to be and it's not going to like evolve and change for better or for worse imagine if like 10 year olds now who wanted to watch spongebob had like uh, seven seasons worth of character de development to catch up on though <laughs> is that a ridiculous claim i have <laughs> i just think it's funny it kind of is <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I think it is. I think it's the consistency, honestly, um, that, that kind of keeps it. I uh, amazed, uh, like, uh, I think we've, we've talked about it before. It's like a, any, anything that can last a certain number of seasons and, and continue its core sort of dynamic yeah. and continue like SpongeBob and Patrick getting into, you know, the, the new antics week over week, yeah. uh, is quite, you know, a feat. Um, no, yeah, I mean, well, Buddy who can have a show go on as long as they have are yeah. doing something right. And it's, it's the most popular show out of out of Nickelodeon by far. Yeah, it's well, amazing. Do we, do we have a stat for that? Uh I don't know the specific stats, but it definitely is the number one Nickelodeon show. I could buy that. Based on the and based on the merchandise. And the merchant like all the merchandise. That is true. And, Let's see. I'm going to go on best nickelodeon original shows ranker does say spongebob is number Hello. one closely followed by rugrats and then followed after by the fairly odd parents and then drake and josh and then iCarly, and then hey arnold i have to say to correct myself on not watching nickelodeon shows i did watch hey arnold Love Hey Arnold. Which Watch could hey not Arnold. be a more different toned show. Absolutely. Yes. Much much more layered show. Or much like more like almost show. sad. Yeah. <laughs> in a lot of ways. I liked the Wild Thornberries. Yes. I like the I Wild Thornberries. I liked As Told by Ginger. Didn't watch I liked As like Told that. by Ginger. It wasn't on for very long. That is a show that was like maybe one season. I th I really liked the intro song because it sounded similar to like Nora Jones or something or maybe like a Macy Gray vibe. It was it was something like that. Oh, and obviously Avatar: Last Airbender. Avatar. Oh, that should be number one. See, that I think that's is, like kind I of. I like show more than I like that show more than SpongeBob. Like that show to me. Um, oh, and Doug. Okay. okay. I like Doug. I like Hey Arnold more though. Oh, and Danny Phantom. I remember Danny that Phantom. Show. Like Danny Phantom. Yeah. Oh. Okay. All right. Oh, and Rocket Power. Wow. I really just like forgot a lot of <laughs> Nickelodeon shows. And Zoe 101. Fun fact about that show is that like 
Kathy Griffin made like a really uh, controversial joke. <laughs> that's not controversial. Um, that's expected. But I remember in one of her stand-ups, she said it was written by like someone who was like a top writer on Zoe 101. And I was like, it's hilarious. I love, I love fun facts like that. Mm, the Amanda show. Brendan Stippy comes at 24. So if you're looking at the range, SpongeBob number one, 23 shows in between, according to this. Well, I did service. toast. I did toast SpongeBob, and then I roasted Ren and Stimpy. And Ren and Stimpy's pretty low on the. You know, the internet oh. agrees with you, Sean. Yeah, <laughs> they are on your side. <laughs> People have said that SpongeBob is reigning royalty for Nickelodeon generations now. Maybe I don't know. You know, what? Twenty-two years, but <laughs> it's a while. It's a while. We we even got a message from uh, Alexandra Ooh. who writes in. I think I love it so much now because I grew up watching it. So the episodes and references became a part of my life. If I were to watch it today for the first time, I probably wouldn't like it as much. So it brings me back memories, and it's something me and my brother bond over. Uh, any any final thoughts on SpongeBob? Any final parting words we'd like to say? You know, as much as uh, you could like or dislike this show, you know the lyrics to most of the songs, like the Friends That's true. song. The for friends. Friends that do stuff together. You is for you and me. And it's for, it's anything. for anywhere and anytime, anytime at all. Here in the deep blue sea. Yeah, like I don't even like the show and then plankton goes f is for fire that burns down bikini bottom <laughs> u.s for uranium uranium bombs and <laughs> is for no survivors yeah again how yeah. do i know the words to this without even yeah, being... like i feel like you haven't even seen much of it much no. of it so no but yeah whoever's writing the music for spongebob i'll give them a toast for that the songs are uh, like earworms. They have really another. They have a Christmas you. song too. That's super good. They're just great. It's great. <laughs> so you know what? I have to say, Sean, you did a good job for two people who are very, very on the other side of this show. I wouldn't say you've converted us to square pantheism. I, I think but you have a better understanding. We we are giving so. it. I would say a lot more. There's some more positives about the show than I thought I would realize out loud. So, you know, I'll give you that. Well, I'm glad I could convert you guys. And now that now <laughs> you guys love SpongeBob. Whoa. I like they like, so you said you weren't, but you'll see after the five episodes we watched. Together. Yeah, I think. <laughs> You'll be on the side of the sponge. Mm -hmm. And on that note, if anything, let's, let's play it out. If anything, uh, I have made peace with my 10-year-old self. That's it for the 22nd episode of Primetime Party Time. Thank you for joining us. The show could not have been made without the following amazing people. We're talking our artwork was done by Fen. Find her at FenLatte on Instagram. Our theme song was done by JWright. Find him at jwrightmusic.com. Our website done in thanks to Coco. Production managers BMAG. Just the Facts, also known as Wendy, produced some of our testimonials tonight. They were featuring Carol from New York, Mary, Debbie. All fantastic tonight. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you so much. And of Thank course... You. Thank you to our guest star, Sean, for coming yes. on tonight. Thanks yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me, guys. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. 
episodes of PTPT. And you can find all of our episodes of Primetime Party Time on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to our podcast. If you want to rant, roast, or rave with us, you can hit us up by sending us an email at info at ptptshow.com via our voicemail or chat box on the ptptshow.com homepage. And catch us. Catch the next Primetime Party Time actually on June 14th, 2021, live at 9 p.m. Pacific here on ptptshow.com. Too. All right. Thanks for joining, Sean. Of course. Here. That was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me.